Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms, and I'm joined here with Jake Circus from the Jake Circus Podcast, and this is the Combine Recap Free Agency Preview Franchise Tag Jungle Talk. Yeah, all right, so here we go. Um, so, Jake, before I forget, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Jake Circus. That's S-I-R-K-U-S. I'm sure it'll be in the description here somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's where my most of my Bengal stuff, NFL stuff more so now uh, that season's over. And then my podcast on Spotify, Jake Circus Podcast. It's mostly college basketball right now as uh, March Madness is pretty much underway. Um, but yeah, um, draft stuff will happen. I'm going to have a couple big time interviews over the next month. So look out for those uh, on Spotify. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. Any a tease on who it is or just they'll be big time? Uh, a, I I think he's pretty well known. Uh, but he is an NFL insider. He's he's gonna come on in the next two weeks or so. Uh, probably probably next week after free agency. Okay, excellent. So just to refresh everybody's memory, I think legal tampering starts Monday. Actual free agency opens on Wednesday. Um, and we'll see where we're at. We're gonna go through everything like we always do. Before I forget, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. So hit the bell, get the alerts. We'll be putting stuff up, especially with free agency, where it's going to be kind of fluid on on when we do stuff. So on how they play free agency. If we have a big splash signing, we're going to get a show out. But if not, we're going to wait until until there's more news. So we'll go through. We're going to, I'm a little under the weather, so I'm going to be leaning on Jake today. We're going to go through, got a little bit of news. We'll wrap up the combine, talk about Burroughs' contract extension, uh, and then free agents we should be looking at or might be looking at, or so we'll get into all that. First thing, Mixon, what's with this? Now his house was a crime scene, and then it was, or part of the crime scene, but it turns out that, that it was a trainer on the same street that called the police, and his house was just in the neighborhood. I don't know what's going on. It's too bad. You know, in a year where we're looking at running back and Mixon is one of those places where we could save on the cap space, it's a shame that these two, uh, two stories have happened, you know, so um, just bad timing. It doesn't look like it's anything again, but but once again, not not good timing, um, you know, when you're when you're on the bubble, so to speak, you know, when you're one of those cap casualty candidates, um, we re-signed a couple of our own uh, Joe Bashi to a one year deal. And uh, Jalen Davis to a two-year deal. So just taking care of some of the little things so they don't hit free agency. And obviously, no surprise here, we didn't tag anybody. So I don't know if you want to piggyback on any of those. or There were some Bengals fans talking about tagging Pratt a couple of weeks ago. That was never going to happen. Uh, it's kind of uh, He's gone. Uh, they were ne- they're never – this is like the Bengals are the team that, you know, like there are a lot of teams that, that rarely use the franchise tag and – the Bengals have only used it twice, I want to say, in the last couple, like five, six years. Had that weird year with AJ Green when they like refused to let him leave and then he didn't play at all. Uh, they tagged him and then obviously they had to tag Jesse last year. That was kind of obvious. Um, it worked out. I mean, I thought he played fine last year under the tag and now he's going to be on his way. But they were, they're never going to franchise a lineman uh, or, sorry, a linebacker in that scenario when he's kind of already has a half foot out the door. Right. Since, like, then since the season ended, right. kind of thing. 
No, I agree. Um, when we do franchise tag somebody, it almost never leads to a long-term deal while he's in the franchise period. You think about Michael Johnson, you know, we let him walk. We ended up re-signing him later. But typically when we franchise guys, it's kind of like the bait scenario where they're going to play out that one year, give us one more year of service that we need from them, and then we're going to replace them. So that's why Bates is gone. That's our typical MO with free, with uh, franchise tags is they don't get the deal. That's the one one uh one last year with us um let's touch a little bit about burrow's contract extension and the reason i bring this up is yesterday i don't know if you saw it but there was a tweet that burrow got a billion dollar extension that his new contract was a billion dollars for 15 years it was actually retweeted by a lot of people including bagel jib with breaking news as their headlines and stuff and then you went back and i think the person later the next day said wow i really did realize that my tweet was going to get that much traction i mean it literally had like 1500 views and 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 400 likes and i mean it was a it got a lot of traction completely false i didn't see anything that said the uh that the bengals had re-signed bro would have loved to have had the news but um, but that was it. Um, how do you think, like with the Daniel Jones, we did have the Daniel Jones contract done. How do you think Daniel Jones got four years, one sixty, so with about with about half of it guaranteed? So I don't know. Obviously, Burrow's contract is going to be richer. I don't know how the Daniel Jones things impacts it. Um, you know, I understand the fifty percent guarantee, but it's a smaller number. You know, only one hundred sixty. So, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the the Daniel Jones thing really has any effect on Burrow. Uh, at, at first, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And because then it was like eighty million dollars guarantee. They gave him forty million AAV. Now the AAV is still there, but he's not getting forty million dollars in year one and year two. They're gonna maneuver it, and they haven't even announced it yet. But his year one cap hits nineteen million. So they they didn't do a horrible job. It looks like structuring the deal, but what but what they're saying is we think Daniel Jones is good enough where we're where we're gonna maximize the cap with still him at a low number and sacrifice having you know during year three and year four when there's no guaranteed money having a, a upwards of a forty a thirty million dollar dead cap hit right. if we cut him in two years. So that's the risk they're taking. Now I don't think Daniel Jones is good enough to be taking that risk. But they do, and they have them giving him this contract confirms what they have said and quietly said about him for the last four years is that they want any excuse or reason to convince themselves to give Daniel Jones a second contract. And I think the same thing can be said about what the Ravens did with Lamar is that they have been really not open, but it's kind of been obvious how they feel about Lamar, that they love him, but they are perfectly fine letting him walk if they if they cannot come to an agreement of the contract that Baltimore is comfortable giving him. And that's why they gave him the exclusive franchise tag, which almost never gets used anymore in the National Football League. And it turned a lot of heads. People were like, well, what is this? And then it's, well, it's the same thing as a restricted free agent in the NBA where you can match an offer sheet uh, and, you know, he can negotiate with teams open, which is exactly what Lamar has wanted. I feel like this whole time he's always wanted to be curious of what other teams, what the other 31 teams would offer him uh, if he hits the open market. Because the mold of the NFL is if you hit the open market, you're going to get more money because there's more teams bidding on you. And all it takes is two or three teams to get into a bidding war. And boom, you're 35, 40 percent above market value just by hitting free agency. Now that's probably what's going to happen with Lamar. And it's very possible that Baltimore is not going to want to sign that offer sheet and keep him. And they're going to be perfectly fine 
getting two first round picks. Oh yeah, uh, I, I think a, I, I think a team like Detroit and Houston, well, Houston more so, has absolutely no reason to not go after Lamar. Uh, because they have the money to do so, and, and and Lamar's a proven MVP type player. They can just stay on the field. Uh, and if let's say Houston trades down, uh, to or sorry, trade if they, if they stay at two, and they sign Lamar, and boom, Baltimore's going to be right there at number two, and they're probably going to take C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. Um, and that's probably that's a very clear possibility. But both those, I I, I think. Both those decisions that were made in the Saints signed Derek Carr, which I think is hilarious because they're not really any good. But the, the the two quarterback decisions that were made the other day, I thought one team was thinking about their future the right way, and that was Baltimore, and the other team, the Giants, did not. Okay. You know, and the uh, I've also seen Rich Eisen did a whole show yesterday about Lamar to Washington saying, hey, you know, if you're Daniel Snyder, why not, you know, do this right before you leave rather than letting the next owner come in and sign Lamar and get the credit. So, like I said, I've, it was a lot of reasons why Washington might be in play. Also because Daniel Snyder doesn't care if he's being forced to sell. Hell, guarantee him $200 million. Who cares, right? It's it's going to be the next owner's problem, the guarantee. So, uh, and, and that way he could be the hero if it works out, right? Even though he wouldn't be the owner. So, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But definitely, uh, I think the Ravens, that was the smart move. I still question what Lamar's, how he's being received by the team and in the locker room. Having It's just unusual for a, a player to not ever be on the sidelines when you're hurt. Why wasn't he? And he wasn't at the game. It's just a really weird optic. There's something else going on there. So, um, And then we'll see how everything else falls out. You said, like you said, uh, uh, Derek Carr's gone. So Jimmy G, I mean, is he plan B for the Jets if they don't get Rodgers, you know, Raiders, Texans, Panthers, you know, so we'll see how how all that plays out. Um, the one thing that was interesting about the the false tweet on Burrow was, and I've said this for the last year and a half, um, was it had a part ownership of the team, a small percentage component in it. And I've said that for the last year and a half that the Bengals don't have a half a billion dollars to stick in a guaranteed account. So you know, one of those things would be uh, that was something that I had said before that they're going to have to get creative. So it's interesting that the fake tweet had that little bit of creativity in it. But we'll see how it all plays out. I know we're all dying for news. Something's going on behind the scenes and we'll wait till it happens. Let's let's wrap up on the combine. Um, James Rapian gave out a list of the players that the uh, that the Bengals met with. Obviously, they met with all the tight ends. They met with a lot of the running backs. Um, probably not the top one. Um, anything that stood out to you in the combine in terms of players that we met with? Anybody we should be looking at in particular? Uh, in terms of players we met with, uh, the corners, I don't remember if they met with Porter, but I know they met with Ringo. Uh, both Porter and Ringo, who are, are very possible first-round targets in the secondary, uh, had, had great weekends. Ringo, nine six one RAS. Uh, this is on a 1-10 to 10 scale. And then... Porter was fifth among all corners with a nine six three RAS. So, I mean, th- these guys are just athletic freaks. Uh, Porter is a guy who's really big, um, really quick, long arms. A, a, a guy that I could easily see the Bengals going after because we talked about it last week. They kind of need to draft a corner in the first two rounds. I, I don't think they're going to sign one. I-, I think a guy like Mike Hughes from Detroit uh, would make sense. I know some of the all the all Bengals dot com guys were on that a couple of weeks ago. 
previewing free agency. They, they mentioned Mike Hughes, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Then I, then I looked about, a, I, I looked into it a little deeper, and he's a veteran. He's he's still got some legs left. Uh, he's been on a few teams in the last couple of years, but um, it's a good locker room guy, it seems like, and would make sense. But I I, I think that you know you have a solid guy in Cam Taylor Britt who's on a rookie deal. You have Chidobi Rousier who's coming off an ACL tear and is now on a contract here. Mike Hilton's under contract for two more years, but he plays in the slot. Uh, Eli Apple is probably leaving unless they can figure something out with him, but he's kind of crazy now. He's kind of going off the rails, so I don't truly know what he yeah. thinks he's worth, but the Bengals do. The Bengals, trust me, the Bengals know exactly what Eli Apple's worth. Um, he's worth exactly what they gave him the last two years, and that's just... Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, listen, he's he was a journeyman for a reason, and he's been adequate, right. but he's not going to get the big deal, and if, he, if there's another team that will overpay for him, we're not going to do that for Apple. So yeah, uh, Brian Brian Breesy, who I don't know if the Bengals met with, but he's a potential target if he falls nine oh seven RAS. None of the targets that the Bengals were were looking at really faltered or or just had, you know, bad uh bad weekends. Darnell Washington a nine eight five, uh, Michael Mayer a little little underwhelming eight oh eight. Uh, Dalton Kincaid's not on here, so that's a little surprising. Um, but pretty much they everyone that they were him, looking though. at, they, they, they did meet with him. Yeah. Uh, Michael Mayer's probably the guy. There's a guy from Iowa. I forgot his name. Oh, um, not Michigan. Sam Laporta. Uh, Laporta. And then Mich- uh, the Michigan guy, uh, Schoonmaker, uh, 9-7-5. So really good weekend for him. He was third amongst tight ends right behind Darnell Washington. And then uh, Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. So tight ends, corners, deep classes. Probably the first, second round pick. I I don't see them taking a lineman. I I just don't see a world where that's the best player available. Um, right, I, I know because of where we're drafting, we're not going to get. Um, we'll be reaching for somebody a- at our draft pick if we draft a lineman that's left. So, I know a a, a lot yeah. of lot of Ohio State guys are are pounding the table for um for what's what's his name, um uh Dewan Jones. I, I know a lot of Bengals fans are looking at him. Darnell Wright from Tennessee would certainly be probably my choice if he falls. I'm gonna have a pretty high grade on him. Um, yeah, but 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 offensive tackles go. They always go earlier than than we expect them to. They'll be there. And and I agree. Yeah. But look at last year. We wanted Linderbaum, and he went he went to the Ravens before us. But he, I kept, went, he went way early. Just don't they just don't make it where we are. Where yeah, wide wide, rec- wide receivers and tackles, you know, if there's only a select few number of top guys, they all are going to go very early because those are the positions that you have to keep recycle drafting year after year. And the Bengals are now in that spot with a a, a now big-time quarterback, big-time receiver. You got to keep, you know, re- re- reloading those those important key role player positions with corner and tackle. and um, But I, I do see them drafting a tight end. I, I think they're going to re-sign Hurst and – Either draft tight end in the first, second, or third round, and there's a bunch of guys. Very deep class, guys who yeah. tested off the charts. Uh, Laporter, Schoonmaker, some of those. The, these these Big Ten tight ends don't mess around, and the Bengals have never had one. So it'd be it'd be, cert, it'd be certainly a a new wrinkle uh, having a, a young tight end, not Drew Sample, who can actually run routes and catch. Right, uh, right, if they, right. If they if they if they were to to go that route uh, as early as day two, which they did a few years ago, and it didn't work because they drafted the completely wrong guy. No, we've done really good, especially day two with the second and third rounders. So, um, but I definitely think corner 
or tight end first round. And then whatever we didn't take in the first, we'll take in the second. And yeah. the draft is going to dictate it. And maybe a tackle slides, but but if not, I really see. That's why I don't think we'll sign a corner in free agency. I think we're figuring we're going to get one in the first or second round. So you know they they've only messed up two day through day two picks in the Zach Taylor era. The Drew Sample pick was terrible. Yeah. And then the Jackson Carmen pick was even worse. But the Jackson uh, Carmen pick may turn out to be okay because he started to show flashes at his old position. He played much better at the end when he was moved over. So the jury's out on Jackson Carmen. And in terms of banging the table on Ohio State, I guys, I'll remind all the Ohio State fans about Price. Okay, banging the table, um, and and look what Price turned out to be. So the only reason I don't hate him is because we turned him into BJ Hill. So I'm okay with it. But uh, so I, I I I really I have never once thought that Jackson Carmen is a starting tackle in the NFL. A not when when they made the pick, it didn't make any sense. Um, when yeah, that's. Not it. We're going to see how it plays <laughs> out. Um, but yes, they definitely, it's a gamble and, 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 but the jury's still out on him. Whatever the case is, he'll have been a better pick than price was at one. So, I mean, he will contribute more to the team than price did in his entire career with us. So um, I just want to remind everybody, this is also the season of misinformation. We have drafted a lot of guys that we never met with. We never met with them. We didn't see them at the combine because they were our number one guy. And if they fell to us, where we were going to go after them. So ever since we lost Cedric Ellis to New uh, uh, to New Orleans, we lost Ragnow to Detroit. We pretty much um, have kept the, ra- the Ragnow one. Still, still pisses me off. Oh, it man. hurts. It I hurts. Love and, and so, so ever since then, we've done, so we're really good. At, so, like I said, don't always rely on who we bring in, who we see, because there might be somebody that was our number one and we're not bringing them in for a reason. And just like teams talk up players that they have no intention of keeping because they're trying to, you know, create a trade market for them. So it's the season of misinformation and getting teams to pick players, you know, that so that somebody else falls to you. If that's the season we're in. So just remember, you know, that. The uh the horseshoe goes both ways too because you know we have met, missed out on a lot of guys who 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 went right before us, uh but Bengals were picking between two players at thirty third overall in twenty twenty it was between Denzel Mims and T Higgins and the Packers could have easily taken T Higgins which would have forced the Bengals to take Denzel Mims and they would have they trust me they would have ran to the podium to submit that pick uh if if T Higgins wasn't there that's how much they love T Higgins right so fortunately well, were, for us yeah Higgins was still there. With the way the draft flows, everybody just assumed Rodgers was going to get Higgins as a target. And the Bengals couldn't believe he was there when they started, you know, round uh, the first pick around uh, two the next day. So, yeah, exactly it. That's why I don't like to do mocks. I like to talk generally about positions of players because it's a fluid situation. You just don't know. Same thing with free agency. We don't know who's going to woo everybody. You know, last year we snagged a lot of guys last couple years because we had Burrow helping recruit. And there were guys that came into Cincinnati were supposed to go on to other teams that we signed before they left. It's just a fluid situation. So let's see how everything plays out. Um, In terms of our next show, it's going to be how the news goes. So it might be end of next week. It might be early next week, depending on if there's news. If not, it'll be the following week. So don't freak out. We are watching it. We're waiting for something big to talk about. So, Jake, I know you got to run. Remind everybody where your stuff is. Uh, Twitter at Jake Circus, 
S-I-R-K-U-S, Jake Circus Podcast, if you want some March Madness content. Uh, and then look out for that, those interviews coming soon. He's been on the podcast before, so you'll be able to figure it out. I've only interviewed, like, I don't know, one or two big-time guys, but you'll be able to figure it out. Um, and then I'm going to make a prediction. I think one of our next two shows, I, I, I think we're going to have some quarterback extension news to talk about. That's Good. my prediction. Good. I would love to do it. Um, obviously, we all know who it would be. So let's uh, let's hope for some positive stuff. Um, yeah, like I said, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. You can always find Jake's link to me. I've always got our latest episode pinned, and Jake's link to his Twitter feed is always pinned to my profile, LA Bengal fan on Twitter. So go ahead and check it out. Um, and we will be back as the news uh, dictates. With that, I'm going to say, who to everybody? Take care.